Good morning. What's going on, everybody? All right, listen, I know y'all are partying with each other, but uh, if I could have your attention for a few minutes. I said, what's going on, everybody? Very good. Very good. Hey, listen, I know Pastor Dan already did it one time, but a lot of work went into this morning for you guys to enjoy this. Can we give it up for our team, our production team and our worship team one more time? They put in tons of work for this, so we want to say thank you. Man, we are so excited to have you all here today. How many of you guys, it just feels good to be out of your house and meet some people again? Just, that was, I got a bigger cheer for that than I did the other one. So, so hey, listen, um, man, we are super pumped and I'm excited about the unity that is out here today. Can everybody just say unity? Just say unity one more time. I was so shocked. I was watching Gator fans sit underneath FSU umbrellas for shade. And I saw Atlanta, Atlanta Falcon fans sitting under the Patriots tent for shade, which means the Lord is at work out here. All right, y'all. Listen, listen. But no, listen, we're, we're, I'm not going to give a long word today, but we want to talk to you for a few minutes uh, about this idea of taking your stake. And today's going to be an amazing day. I can't wait for you to see everything. So we're going to jump straight into it. But I remember uh, my dad has given me a number of things over the years. Any, has anybody's parents ever given them something that was there? Like they entrusted it. Like, I know this was mine, but this is yours now. Anybody ever had your parent, somebody give you something? Nobody. No one's ever. Okay. One people. Okay. Thank you. I'm over here. If we could have your attention up here. I know y'all just so excited to meet the people around you, but if I could we could look up. Has anybody ever had a, a parent or somebody give you something that, that was theirs, right? They entrusted it to you. Perfect. So my dad has given me a number of things over the years. So he gave me, uh, he's given me a few of his hunting rifles, which as you know, that's a very big deal to him. Uh, he's given me his, his baseball card collection that we collected when I was just a little kid. Um, he taught me how to be creative. He taught me how to pre, he entrusted things to me. And, uh, there's a, there's a number of things that my dad just left for me. And in other words, he's saying, once, once I'm gone, I want you to have this. I, I want you to be able to, to use this. And he's giving me things that, are last, that will last far after he's gone. And if you're going to pull it up on your phone, you, you're more than welcome to do that. But in Genesis 26, there's a story uh, about Isaac. And there's this promise that God gives to Isaac. And it's actually not Isaac's promise. It's actually Abraham's promise. But it's something that Isaac got to keep from Abraham. So his father, Abraham, gets this promise from God that I'm going to bless you and that uh, your offspring are going to be a, a massive number and that through your lineage, I'm going to bless the world. And so God comes to Isaac in 26 and he gives that same promise to him as Abraham's son. And, and I want to read this passage to you from Genesis 26, 1 through 5. This is what God tells Isaac. Uh, it says, now there was a famine in the land besides the former famine from his father. And Isaac went to Gerar uh, and he met with the king of the Philistines. And the Lord appeared to him and said, don't go to Egypt, but I want you to go to the land I'm going to send to you to. He said, I will be with you and I will bless you and I will bless your offspring and I will give you all these lands and I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham, your father. In other words, what I told Abraham I was going to give to him. I'm going to fulfill that in the lands that I'm about to give to you. He said, I'm going to establish it. I will multiply your offsprings as in the stars of heaven, and I will give them your land, and your offsprings will be all the nations of the earth, and all of them will be blessed. Say blessed. Let's try it again. Say blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice 
and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. And so my question for you today is, what does it look like to walk in that kind of blessing? What does it look like for you to have that kind of inheritance that God promised to Isaac? And here's the beauty behind it. Isaac didn't have to earn it. You see, that was a promise that was given to Abraham. He got to inherit it. Say inherit. That means he got to get something that he didn't have to earn. He got to keep something that he didn't have to work for. He got to take on something that he didn't have to strive for. And so the question is, what does it look like to get that kind of blessing? How many guys would like to be blessed like that? Where you don't have to work for it. God just supernaturally puts it on you. Anybody ever got a raise you didn't see coming? How about that 20 cents an hour don't compare to the blessings of God? Can I get an amen? And so, man, what happens there is, is there's a promise that's available. And so there's a pattern. I'm going to give it to you very briefly. We're not going to make you sit in this sun for long. But there's a pattern. And if we'll learn to follow the pattern, see, Pastor Dan has always taught me one thing. If the, when the pattern's right, the blessing falls. And so if we'll get the pattern right, we can see the blessing on our family and on our homes. How many of you guys want the blessing on your family and your homes? All right, I'm going to give it to you quickly. Number one is you got to sow into the land. You see in Genesis 26, 12 and 13, this is what it says. I want you to grab a hold of this. So Isaac sowed in the land and then reaped in that same year a hundredfold. How many of you would like to put $100 in a bucket one day and 1000 pop out the next? Come on, somebody. Only 12 of us. The rest of y'all good, huh? No financial concerns. Y'all just chilling. I mean, how many of you would like to reap a hundredfold what you give to God today? And so he says, in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. So the Lord blessed him and the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. You see, what we have to do when we're going to sow into the land is we have to be ready to bring a sacrifice that we're going to sow into what God is doing and into the land that he's given us. And so my prayer today is that you have heard what we've talked about over and over again, that you have prepared your hearts, you have prayed to the Lord, and that you have something ready to give to God. I know myself and my wife, we have a sacrifice ready. We have an offering ready. We're going to give to God today. And I'm believing that as we give it, number one, we're going to see the lands restored. We're going to see this campus blessed, but we're going to see our home blessed as well. And so we're going to sow into the land. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to dig a well. So there's some shovels and right over there, we're all going to dig a well. I'm kidding. We're not digging a well today. Okay. So I know some of y'all was like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to check y'all later. So thank you. I can still catch breakfast. All right. No, we're going to dig a well. And in Genesis 26, 17 through 22, I'm not going to read all of that, but what happens there? is then we see Isaac trying to open up the wells of his father, Abraham. And as he keeps trying to open the wells, he keeps meeting opposition. In other words, he's trying to find a place of, uh, of settlement. He's trying to pl- find a place where he can take on something. He's trying to find a place where he can walk in blessing. He's trying to find a place of nourishment. Have you ever in your life been in a place where you were looking and searching for God to give you something of nourishment, where you were looking for him to meet a need, where you were looking for him to satisfy something that could not be satisfied? Have you ever been in a place of desperation where you were looking for God to meet something in your life that you just felt like couldn't be met? Have you ever been in a position where you were looking to God and you were trying to find a place and it felt like every time you thought you were good, opposition met you where you were at? 
Has anybody ever found themselves in a place where it felt like every time they tried to come to grips with who God was and every time they tried to settle in on who God was, it felt like the enemy was coming against you just as hard? Seven of y'all. Man, y'all must be good. Y'all like just everything is gravy. How many of y'all have ever found yourself in a place where it felt like you were fighting more to be with God than you ever fought when you were without God? Oh, there we go. That's better. And what we found is Isaac is trying to dig these wells. But every time he would try, he kept getting met with opposition. And he was saying, you know what? We, we got to find something new. And so here's what I want you to understand. In Genesis 26, 25, it says that Isaac finally, finally got to dig a well that he got to pull from. And I want you to understand that when I'm talking about a well for us, I'm not talking about a well where we get to get water from, all right? There's a spigot around the corner if you're thirsty, okay? So we don't, we don't need a well anymore. But what I'm talking about is a spiritual well. You see, in the Old Testament, the well was a representation of what their family had built. And because their family had built it, they got to pull from something they didn't have to dig. The generations after them got to receive from the water that they didn't have to work for. And we're not talking about water today. We're talking about access to the presence of God in our lives. We're talking about having access to the well. And when we talk about digging a well, what I want you to think about today, I want you to think about you and every family every heritage, every lineage that comes after you. What is it that we can do today to establish what our families are going to pull from tomorrow? What is it we're going to dig today? What is the, what is the investment into the kingdom of God that is going to establish us here today? That's going to mean that your children and your children's children is going to access the presence of God without working for it for the rest of your lineage and the rest of your heritage like Isaac. How much does it mean to say, if I do this today, God's going to give me that tomorrow. But he's not just going to give it to me. He's going to give it to my children and he's going to give it to my children's children. I'm going to have access to the blessing. I'm going to have access to the promise. I'm going to have access to the presence. I'm going to have access to the anointing. I'm not going to have to work for it. I'm believing my kids aren't going to walk through the same struggles that I walk through. They're not going to walk through the same addictions that I walk through. I'm believing that they're not going to have to earn it the way I felt like I had to earn it. I'm believing that there's going to be a generational change and I don't know if it's going to start the next generation, so I'm going to make sure it starts in this one. When we talk about digging a well, we're talking about creating the atmosphere where people are changed by the presence of God. And guess what? We're building a place when they walk in the door, they don't have to earn it. They get to step into it. That is our goal. That's our life. So we're going to dig a well. And in the Bible, we see that water is oftentimes a representation of the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus says that if you'll come to me, I'll give you living waters. In other words, I'll give you access to something that carries you when you can't carry yourself. How many of you have ever been burnt out, tired, frustrated, felt like you can't go anymore, felt like you were just crying on the bed at nighttime when no one else saw you, you felt like you were dry, you felt like you were useless, you felt like you were put aside and God said, no, 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 I've got something for you. And then all of a sudden the spirit of God steps into your room, steps into your car. Anybody ever hit the ugly face driving? Ugly cry face, just presence of God wrecks your car and you're just sitting over there like, oh, Anybody ever had the ugly cry face? Where y'all, yeah, 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 there we go. Any of, any of you ever caught that, but you weren't looking for it? A, a song just comes on and you're like, oh, I need a second. We were, we were in here painting the other day and, and uh, 
So we were, we were listening to music. I'm not going to lie to you. All of it wasn't sanctified. It was really cool because, you know, our, my white friends were here. And I got to jam out to some yellow card and dashboard confessionals. That was a lot of fun. Then one of my brothers put on a playlist. I ain't going to lie to you. Lauren Hill came on. Fuji's, I was like, oh, okay, now <laughs> I'll paint like a machine. And anyway, so, but, I, I, and then all of a sudden a, a song came on and, and it was a song, one of the new songs that came out, but man, it was a, a worship song and the presence of God hit me in one of them offices back there and it dropped me to my knees and I wasn't looking for it, but it found me. I wasn't searching out, but it found me. And for some of you, we need to understand that we need to start digging a well that even for our children, when they're not looking for God, the presence of God is going to come find them. When they're out running like knuckleheads, because we've all been knuckleheads, can I get an aim? That the presence of God is going to go out and find them. We have to dig a well. Let's create a spiritual well. Let's create a spiritual access point. That when our family comes, that they can come to it for life, to quench their spiritual thirst, to meet their deepest spiritual need. Let's dig a well, and then lastly, let's build an altar. Let's build an altar. Genesis 26, 25, same story. So Isaac built an altar there, and he called upon the name of the Lord. Let's establish this place where our family will declare the name of God. Hear me for a second. Let's build a place where your family will declare the name of God. I'm going to say it one more time so that you get it in your spirit. Let's build a place. Listen, I know that you love the Lord. Otherwise, you wouldn't be out here sweating right now. But here's what all of you as parents wonder. Will my, will my children love the Lord? Can I, can I give you some help today, build a place where your children see you worshiping and they inherit your worship. Don't hope for something that your children will have that they don't see you have. Let's build an altar today where we kneel at and give God praise, where we come to and we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's build something today where God gives us the presence, where he gives us the anointing, where he pours out his love on us. Let's let our children see us at the altar and they inherit the altar that we built. Let's not expect them to have to work for it. Let's build something today that our children and our children and children and the generations after us get to step in and experience the presence of God because we labored in our generation. We're making sure they're not going to have to labor in theirs. For some of you, 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 you didn't get to inherit that. You see, we want to take our stake and declare that this is the place we will worship. TC, this is your new home. And we want to build, yeah, by all means, and in this home, let's build the altar that you will worship at, that your children will worship at, that the generations after you will worship at. Let's put our stake in the ground and say, this is what we're building here. You see, Pastor Dan gave me the gun collection. He gave me the card collection. My dad gave me a lot of things. He taught me how to preach. I didn't learn how to preach in seminary. I learned how to preach at my kitchen table. That's where he taught me that. See, my dad has given me a number of things. 
But what will last when all of this is said and done isn't the hunting rifles. What will last when all of this is said and done is not the baseball cards. One day I may, God may take my voice and I can't preach anymore. But you want to know what my father has given me that will last no matter what? He has given me a blessed life that is an inheritance of what God, what he has invested financially, but also emotionally. The work he has put in has put blessing on my life that I haven't had to work for. The blessing remains over our family because a father handed down a heritage of blessing because he sowed into the land. God has blessed the generations after him. He has given me, he has bestowed on me. Now I get to navigate. So my what he gave me is a spiritual inheritance of blessing because of his obedience to give. I have access to that stake, right? He gave me access to a spiritual well to go to so that I can have my deepest spiritual thirst quenched because he dug it. And I know how to go to the presence of God because I went to the well with him while he accessed the presence of God. You see, I know what it looks like to starve, to look for, to go after, to have a deep desire to pray and to press into the spirit of God that is our sustaining power because I watched a father press in to the well, the anointing and the spirit of God that was his sustaining power. I watched him build an altar. I watched him use his hands to build the kingdom of God and through the anointing and the power of God to release things that even you and your children get to pull from today. There's an inheritance that has been handed to me. He gave me the altar and he gave me a place that we can worship God and and I just want to for a second honor Pastor Dan Livingston, our founding pastor who started the the work that God is helping us finish right now. And so he gave me, he gave and he gave and he gave. And guess what? I don't have to work for it. The supernatural blessing on this ministry today, as I am a pastor, is because somebody worked for it, the generation before me to establish God's kingdom on this earth. And so we are inheriting the spiritual blessing. And my question is, what does the inheritance look like for your family? Now for you, Some of you may be sitting there going, you know, uh, Brad, I didn't have anybody give me an inheritance like that. My parents were drug addicts. My parents were alcoholics. Or maybe they weren't anything like that. They just, they didn't love God. And you may be sitting there going, you know, Brad, I, 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 I would love to have that inheritance, but honestly, I don't have it. Hear me today, then start it. You may not have gotten it from somebody else, but you can start it for somebody else. And so today we are going to look forward. We're going to press in. And today we're going to build. We're going to give. And so I want to invite you to these things right now. And here's the beauty behind the way that you can start it is because last on these points that I want to give you today is you may not have an Abraham in your family, but you have an Abraham in your lineage because Jesus is your Abraham. You see, you have access to something you could never earn. You have access to something you could never access before. You have access to something that you couldn't put work into, but something is freely being given to you. Jesus is your Abraham. You see, Jesus brings grace and mercy where you feel like you couldn't find it anywhere else. Jesus gives you access to blessing and promise that you don't deserve, but you also can't earn. Jesus gives you access to the spirit of God that without him going to the cross, you wouldn't be able to access the anointing and the presence of God on this side. Guess 
what? Jesus is your Abraham. So you may not have a father or a mother that gave you something like this like I did, but hear me for a second. You've got a heavenly father that has given you access to the blessing and the promise and the anointing and the spirit and the life and the sustaining power of Jesus Christ and the presence of God that will carry you through everything you go through in your life. God is here for your promise But today, we have the opportunity to build something for the generations that will long be after us. And so what does it look like? The three things we've already talked about. We're gonna sow into the land. And so today, I pray that you have brought your offering, whatever it is that you're gonna bring to God, whatever God has put on your heart to bring to him today. We're trying to raise $100,000 in 60 days to finish the facility. You'll hear me talk about that in just a second. So what is it God has put on your heart to bring today? Here's the beautiful part. If 100 people gave $1,000, we met the goal. If 200 people gave $500, we met the goal. That's really strong mental math, by the way. I don't know if if y'all caught that. That's really good. But we are aiming to do that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sow into the land because we're going to give today. All right? But above that, what else is it going to be? Well, we're going to dig a well today. Today, as you walk through this campus, today, as you worshiped with our team, I pray that you are setting the stage for the spiritual atmosphere that will last here long after you are gone. Let's dig wells here where our children access the presence of God. When you walk inside the building here, when we open it up, you'll see a wall right down the hallway here. We've got a set of markers. I want you to put your name on this well. I want you to put your family's name, your children's name. I want you to write who you're praying for. You got a family member, a son, a daughter, a niece, a nephew, a brother, a sister. You're believing that God's gonna touch their life. I want you to write their name on the wall. You got a scripture, maybe not like a whole chapter, but just a short one, okay? You can put it on the wall. I want you to dig a well where you're believing that this is where the presence of God is going to meet my family. And this is where my family is gonna come to pull, to draw. This is our home. And lastly, we're going to build an altar. We're gonna put our name in the ground here. And here in just a few minutes, when we wrap up service, we're literally, we have wooden stakes going to be at the orange tent over there. Charity, if you'll raise your hand for me, please. If you don't know Charity yet, that's who she is. And we have stakes. And here's what I want to invite you to do today. This is your home. These are your grounds now. This is the soil that I believe God is going to touch you and your children and your children's children at. This is where we're going to build altars. This is where we're going to access the presence of God. So we have markers We have stakes and we have hammers. And I want you to get a stake and I want you to put your family's name on it. If you got a big family, maybe just your last name and not big stakes. But I want you to write your name and we're gonna hammer our stakes in the ground along that tree line over there. And you're gonna be putting something in the ground that for years and years and years You're going to get to remember. You're going to get to point to. You're going to get to believe for. You're going to get to go back to. When things get rough, you're going to say, no, 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 no. I got got stake in this. 
I've got stake in this. I, I've, I've given to this. Whenever things look rough and you don't know how God's going to come through for you, you're going to point back to the altar. No, no, no. I got stake in this. When the enemy looks like he's stealing your joy, you get to come back and say, no, 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 no. God, I put stake in this. I'm believing that you are my high priest. I'm believing that you are my source of joy and peace. Whenever you come back, you, you, you feel like things are dark around you. You feel like you're in a dry season. You get to go back and say, no, 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 no. I got stake in this. It may be dry tomorrow, but I'm believing the presence of God is going to reign tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I'm believing. Why, why, why? Because I've got stake in this. And today, don't just make it a, a tangible practice, but I want you to remember what you do today, what you give today, the name that you write on the wall today, the stake that you put in the ground today. I want you to remember that so that when things get tough, when things get hard, when things become difficult, you get to point back to that and say, no, 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 no. I'm remembering what I gave and the promises that God has given back to me that he is the supplier of all of my needs that all things work together for my good according to his riches according to his purpose in my life I'm trusting I'm believing that he is above all things sovereign and holy that he is in control of all things and I may not understand what's happening today but I can trust in his promises for tomorrow that he will carry me that he will sustain me. That weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning that he is all that I need. And so we will put a stake in the ground today. We will put our name on the wall today and believe that a well has been accessed and we will give today financially, sacrificially above our tithes and all that stuff. We're gonna give today and I'm trusting that God is speaking to your heart. We're gonna give today and we're gonna watch God supernaturally do something here on these grounds that will change not just our lives, not just our family's lives, not just our church, but it'll change our city. In Jesus' name. You guys with me today? Let's stand up across the lawn for just a moment. I just want to pray for you. Jesus, we thank you today. You're so good to us. So God, we come to you and we say that we love you. Let today be the catalyst for generations to come. That we will access the well. We will worship at the altar. And we will receive from the lands that are blessed because of what we gave, because of what we staked, because of what we dug today. Bless everyone. Every family. In Jesus' name, while you're here today, If you're here and you need access to the well, you need access to the altar, you need access to the land. Today, if you are here and Jesus is not the Lord of your life, I'm here to tell you today that just like Isaac could not earn his promise that Abraham gave him, you cannot earn the promise that God is trying to give you. And today, if you're here, sin has controlled your life and 
You're standing there going, I need a fresh start. I need my sins to be wiped away and I need a new beginning. I need God to give me a clean start. I'm ready to give him my life. I've tried it my way, hasn't worked. So I'm ready to try his way. Today, if you're here and that's you, we wanna pray with you today. You see, the same way Isaac had access to Abraham's promise, you have access to God, but you can't earn it. The Bible says it's a free gift. All you have to do is repent of our sins. We turn away, but we put our faith in Jesus today. And if you wanna put your faith in Jesus, that when he went to the cross and died there, that he paid for your sins, then you have access to God. And I'm believing that someone in this audience right now, out here on this lawn, in a million and one degree temperature, I'm believing that God is speaking to your heart right now saying, don't let this day go by. He has hit pause in the calendar of heaven right now for you. He has marked this moment that he would reach out and touch your heart and that you would know him, not know about him. You would know him. And today with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed across this place, if that's you, and you're saying, Pastor, Brad, I want God in my life. I'm ready for a new start. That's you. Would you just lift your hand up right now and say, that's me. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna come to you or anything like that. God bless you. Awesome, yes. Hands have gone up. Awesome, yes. I see you, yes. Is there more that says, that's me? I need God in my life. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray a prayer together and this prayer doesn't make you saved. This prayer puts words to the actions of your heart that says, I'm putting my faith in you, Jesus. And that faith alone is what makes you saved. But we're gonna pray together. And today, Jesus has given you a fresh start. Church, let's pray across this lawn. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. And through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, can we give it up for all of those that prayed today? The Bible says all of heaven rejoices when one person enters the kingdom and we welcome you to this family, both the kingdom family, but also a church family. And if you have prayed that prayer today and Jesus has met you where you are and given you that fresh start, we would love to know who you are. So if you'll do us a huge favor, we've got an orange tent all the way over here where Jessica and Charity are at. And at some point, if you'll just make your way over there, you can do it privately. We're not gonna make a show out of you. But if you'll stop by there, they would love to just get some basic information so that we can help you on the next steps for the rest of your life. But we celebrate with you one more time. TC, can we give it up for all of those that prayed today? Awesome, awesome, awesome.